0: Today we have a very special guest artist, a DC native whose most recent exhibition was featured at the Brentwood Arts Exchange in Arts District of Mount Rainier, Maryland. She is also the founder of a creative space called The Stew, and she is also one of many great artists with vibrant murals across the city. Welcome to the show, Rose.
1: Thank you so much for having me. So how
0: had your art, has your art practice changed during COVID?
1: You know, my art practice hasn't changed too much. I had just started a residency at a print studio kind of right before everything shut down. So um, I was excited about being there and then that place shut down. So I was kind of back in my studio, but honestly, Honestly, it hasn't shifted, shifted too much. I'm really lucky that I have a studio space that I can come to and felt safe. So I was spending, if anything, more time in my studio alone, mm. just kind of making tons of art. And um, yeah, I also continue to do a lot of murals throughout, throughout 2020 because, you know, construction continued and kind of, I was also painting outside which was safe and I was generally alone or I was Mm. painting in a construction site it was empty so um yeah my my workflow and my art flow hasn't um hasn't altered too much I think the content has changed a little bit Mm. but um yeah can
0: you talk a little bit about that how has your content changed
1: well I think in the beginning you know I was really finding that I needed more and more of an escape with my art. Um, You know, I've been, over the years, do a lot of kind of social justice art and and still love kind of working with that content. But I was just on kind of an internal level, really finding like I wanted to make art that was sometimes even just like shapes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, something I had never really done before. And um, I was finding I was making really kind of fun, sort of joyful kind of dancing figures and, and almost funny, like kind of different people in like the beds of mushrooms and kind of, I don't know. I was just kind of getting lost in my art. And, and, um, I was also spending a lot more time outside throughout the pandemic. So I, a lot of that has come into my work in Mm. in a lot of different in a lot of different ways.
0: Very cool. I noticed that your work is very vibrant and colorful. Um, have you always created work that way? Um, was there a point that you used different mediums? But like, why do you choose to use such bright colors in your pieces?
1: You know, I it's so funny because in college, I almost exclusively painted and drew in just black and white. I was like obsessed. I was really into graphic novels and kind of comics and cartoons. And I did art for the school newspaper. And I was really into like line art and illustration. And so I would just, I would do very like tight, realistic line drawings. And I was really into, you know, just black ink on Mm -hmm. white paper. And I think color for a while sort of scared me almost. You know, I, I didn't really feel like I had a grasp of, how colors fit together, or I never really knew where to start. It was very overwhelmed. And then something shifted when I, after art school, I kind of came home and I don't know exactly what that point was, but I, I had my first solo show in 2014 and it was called Women in Color. And it was just like kind of my start of just celebrating you know, all of the internal colors. I think that that was part of it was that I was feeling like there was so many colors in the diverse group of people around me. And I was so inspired by them and I couldn't, you know, define them by just one color. So I was like, wow, I need to explore pinks and purples and turquoises and all the shades of blue. And it was like, once I opened that box of color, it was like, you know, I just it was like a a love affair.
0: (laughs) I love it. Would you say that um, D.C. and the D.C. art scene inspires your work?
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The the D.C. and the D.C. art scene inspires my work tremendously, actually. And I think because I'm just inspired a lot by the people that I surround myself with and and seek out. And and, um, that was also something I never really expected. But I sort of came to love the community that I was around in DC because I felt so much support coming back to DC as an Mm -hmm. artist and I'm born and raised in DC but and I never really thought I'd stick around to be honest I kind of yeah I thought that I'd move home for a bit and kind of maybe move to like LA or I don't know somewhere abroad I had all kinds of different plans And then I, I found studio space here. I, you know, I fell in love with somebody here and I just, um, yeah, I felt like the, the art, the art community kind of opened its arms a little bit. And I, I really, I was surprised by that for some reason and really just, I was excited also by that. So I just stuck around and I've loved it ever since.
0: (laughs) So, what was the pivotal moment when you decided to follow your path as an artist?
1: You know, I was talking to someone recently, and I think they were commenting that kind of like art almost chooses you, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, and I think that it's like, I can't not be making art, you know? Art is, a, it's like a part of my, the, the fiber of who I am. And um, I've been making art since I can remember, Mm -hmm. really. I mean, I was, you know, six years old when I, you know, made this piece of art that I remember. And I always was supported in that journey, too, which I think is really important. Um, I grew up in a house full of art, um, kind of gallery style, just like sculptures and art and just, you know, my grandparents had a lot of art and so there was a lot of value of art. Um, and and so I was always encouraged instead of discouraged. And I think that's really important. And so I was in art classes, in and out of school, just back to back. I was always, that's just what I wanted to spend my time with. And then art college, it was a great privilege to, you know, keep, keep studying art. And um, I just, you know, studied art and it was like my, my love for art only became like more vast and deep. And I just have just loved it more and more.
0: (laughs) I love that. So there was, um, would you say that there would never be a moment for you to question that you were going to be an artist? Did you already know, like, I'm going to be an artist and everything else, you know, that I feel like? Is you know a potential may not you know be my path? Like, was there a moment where you kind of felt like, "Can I do this?" Basically, is my question.
1: Well, you know, I always thought that I would do something creative, mm-hmm. but I I didn't really like when I left art school. I had a very clear. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna be a freelance illustrator." That's like you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna move home and I'm gonna be a freelance illustrator. And, you know, that's like the term I had in my mind of what it would be. And then of course I moved home and nobody knew who I was and nobody, you know, I didn't have very much of a portfolio and obviously I didn't have any jobs. So I would like, I worked doing a, a bunch of different odd end jobs for a while. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to be a graphic designer because that's a field people go into that's creative. And so I took a continuing education class at the Corcoran um, you know, strange why I didn't take a single graphic design class at art school. Um, <laughs> but I guess it, it came to pass that, oh, it's because I really hated graphic design <laughs> and I just didn't find anything exciting about it. So I was like, well, I'll scratch that off the list. And then I started teaching art and that was really great. And it really wasn't until I was teaching for about, you know, my third year of teaching that I was like, I don't want to be doing something that's not making my own art full time. Mm -hmm. And I think it took me, it took me about four years out of school to really come to that conclusion that I was like, Oh, I need to really figure out how I can sustain myself making my own art. Um, and so that was a big leap. And then I really once I decided I wasn't going back to teaching, that felt like the jump of like, oh my God, I'm like starting my business. And am I going to be able to like pay my bills? And um, I had really saved up money at that point. So I had some cushion, but you know, it was, it was a big leap. And I'm really, really, really glad that I made it.
0: Me too. <laughs> Cause you've done <laughs> so well. I love it. <laughs> <Thank> so, <you>. <laughs> um, <laughs> why do you love what you do?
1: Ah, oh, it's a tough question. Um, you know, why do I love what I do? I, I'm so excited by art. It's something that it's kind of like constantly inspires me. And I feel like what, you know, you, you want to do something that constantly feels exciting, you know, and new. And I think art is one of those things that I'm like, oh man, I'm going to like pick up some pastels and like play with that today. Or, you know, I, I, there's so many different mediums and, um, I, I just feel like there's kind of an endless world of things to explore with art. And I also love that it's, it's been such a place of, um, know, it's been a place of healing for me. It's been a place of communicating with myself and with others that I think I couldn't really do through other means. It's really been a a way of connecting with other people. You know, I'm like, oh, you know, I didn't really think I knew who I was in high school. And finally, college, going to art school, I was like, oh, these are my My people. My (laughs) people. Yes. (laughs) Here they (laughs) are. You know, I love like, uh, you know, just people being free to express themselves and whatever that looks like. Um, I love art. You know, I, I love everything like poetry and dancing and so much creative expression. And I feel so inspired going to museums and feeling like, wow, I'm so inspired by that painting. I might go home to my studio and try to like explore how they did that. So I think I love doing it because it's something that I, I never feel tired of. of, of and I never feel tired of it. And I'm always excited about it.
0: I <laughs> love that. So how did you get into murals and how many have you done
1: so far? How many have I done? I, people ask me that and I'm like, God, I really need to count. <laughs> um, I think I want to say at probably about 30 or wow. probably a little more than that at this point. Um, I really got into murals in this show that I did in, in 2014, which was kind of my first real showing of work It was my first solo show. And the, um, it was at the fridge gallery and there had been kind of a rotating, you know, mural thing going on on the outside of the building. And I had never painted a mural outside. And I asked Alex if I could, and he was like, yeah, do it. Love it. And Yeah. I mean, something about just painting on that wall outside and kind of having people come up and ask questions and check it out and then standing back and being like, wow, this is a huge painting. And, um, I was really hooked at that point. Um, and I knew I wanted to do more of them, but I didn't really have a portfolio of murals. So I started to paint the walls of my studio, um, and photograph that. And then i repaint it back white white again and then yeah it's totally you know if you need to build up your portfolio you know just paint the walls that you have around or you know Mm -hmm. I would also paint just like big huge pieces of paper things like that and once I kind of started to apply for things and got more jobs I kind of you know spun off from there
0: What would you say, well, I know this question is kind of like, you know, difficult to answer because all of the pieces artists makes are our babies, but which, which mural would you say is like your ultimate favorite?
1: Oh, that is, somebody just recently asked me that. And I I just like was drawing a total blank and you'd think that I would have thought of something by now. (laughs) Um, It's, it's funny because it sort of shifts, you know, like. Often I love my most recent pieces, but then as I get further away from them, I like them less, which sounds kind mm-hmm. of bad, but I some, sometimes I, I like love them more, but you know, there's as I get better at my practice, I, I look back at them and I'm like, Ooh, I could have done better at this or that, or I would have approached this differently or you know, I make better designs now, I think, or I hope, um, But you know, what's been really great is I've I've been doing a lot of these murals in elementary schools through a Mm -hmm. really great program that DC has. And I've done probably six or seven pretty substantial commissions. And I painted um, a piece at Mori that was three stories on both sides of the hallway. And it was like, one side was each floor was a different biome, was like the theme of the school. And so there was like the jungle scene at the bottom, and kind of like the forest scene in the middle, and kind of a, you know, like deserty scene on the top, and um, and then on the other side of the hallway was an abstracted version of the of the scene with all the animals, and like they, I just pitched this idea, and they were totally down with it, and I just I spent about a month painting it. Wow. And it was I, I really I think I'm really proud of that because it's one of the largest things I've done. And I could really just sit there all day inside without anybody bothering me and like render a, a, a huge moose. Um and then I kind of liked the idea of being able to paint this really tight thing and then kind of this just blobs on the other side. Yeah. And I liked kind of how they talk to each other. Um so, yeah, I think that's one of my favorite pieces. It's at Morey Elementary School. Love
0: that. So yeah. what would you say if you have any challenges, um, any challenges that you have faced as an artist?
1: Yeah, I haven't really faced any challenges. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. We all face challenges. I yeah. face many, many a challenge in, in every type of way. Yeah. Um, goodness where do I start with the challenges um I mean I think that when I first wanted to you know make the leap to being a full-time artist and kind of I guess starting my business um there was definitely people that were like okay I get that you're an artist on the side but you know I really don't think that you could really make a living as an artist Mm -hmm. um and I heard that Not from my family, which was really great, but just from other people that were close to me in my life. And, um, you know, I think if anything, that fueled the fire of like, let me show you, you know, I know that I can do this. Um, But I think that was, you know, that's just sort of a systemic thing that I think people you know, that I am committed to shifting the narrative around the idea of a starving artist. And I still hear that a lot, you know, a lot today that people are like, oh, they just assume that you're not doing well.
0: Right, (laughs) yeah.
1: Basically, if you make art, that's like, you know, that's too bad. Um, I mean, people are excited that you spend your time doing that. But, um, you know, I think the challenges are, as as a freelancer, you know, it's it's a choice in my life that I wouldn't have any other way, but you know, I do have to make my own schedule and find my own clients and do all my own book work and, and keep everything organized. And, you know, you have to like run the show front and back. And I think like that's not easy, but, um, the flip side of that is that I can make my own schedule and kind of determine what I do in my life. So, I just really wouldn't have it any other way. So I think that a lot of the challenges that I faced have also been lessons and, um, and kind of gifts in the end, you know, if I choose to look at them that way.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, is there an experience in your life that has changed the way that you look at yourself as an artist?
1: Man, wow. Um... You know, I have sort of, I've had some difficult health challenges in my life. And I think that that has really shifted a lot of how I approach everything in my life. And um, I think it's kind of led me down a path that I didn't expect to go on, which was a very spiritual path. Hmm. And um, I think that that has really influenced my art in ways that I wouldn't have, you know, expected. I just, you know, I was always into yoga and kind of, that was kind of it. (laughs) Um, But I really, you know, after just countless, you know, like doctors and and just Western medicine Mm -hmm. roadblocks, basically, I kind of really was like, well, I, I feel like I had just tried and barked up this tree for a long time. Let me like explore other facets of healing. And, you know, I was lucky enough to spend time in India and spend time in an ashram there and really kind of diving more into Ayurveda mm. and a lot of like healing through food and just reconnecting um, with myself, really. Um, and listening to what my body needed, and I think that we're so disconnected, and um, you know, by design, the system really wants us to be very disconnected to ourselves, and so that we outsource a lot of the healing that we think we need. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's a lot of healing that we already have inside of our minds and ourselves, and and um, food that grows, you know. Um, so I think that through that really just kind of very interestingly found its way into my art I started making these figures that had like this one eye um, yes I I, wanted to ask you
0: about that
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes I really they kind of just by repetition of drawing these figures I was kind of drawing them with like a face and then kind of a third eye and then it just sort of became one eye Mm. and I think that was through a lot of deep meditation and um that was kind of some of the peak time that I was really suffering and just finding like I was almost drawing these figures as a way of you know guiding and helping and all of those types of things um so yeah I think that that's been a really interesting byproduct of kind of the journey that I didn't expect my life to go on yes I
0: love that How much of your personality do you think reflects in your work?
1: (laughs) Well, goodness. I mean, I, it's like I spend so much time making art that sometimes it like they feel like the same thing, you know? I mean, my art is kind of quirky. It's funny. It's like, um, you know, but then I, then I also get very inspired by I'm very inspired by other artists. Mm. Um, And so I kind of will see something online or like at a show or something and, um, and then be like, I want to try to do that. So I'll spend a while kind of trying to be like, well, I want to start to draw whole figures and groups out of one line because I saw like this other person do that. Um, But I think in general, you know, I try, I don't really, I try not to take myself too seriously and I certainly don't feel like I take my art too seriously I just I, I love making it I don't feel very attached to it i happy to I make a lot of art and move a lot of art you know if people if my art gets ruined it's like not the end of the world yeah um, so yeah I think hopefully hopefully the good things show up in my art <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you have any creative blocks um and if you do how do you overcome them
1: I do have creative blocks. Absolutely. Um, You know, I generally overcome them by working like through them, you know, Mm -hmm. I just like, I just will come to the studio anyways. And um, I'll just kind of like today I'm here and I really know what I'm doing. I'm kind of stopping and starting things. I really dislike a lot of the things that I'm doing, but I'll just I just kind of keep going. You know, I kind of make marks here and there. I'll pick up a different tool and be like, oh well maybe I'll like cut some paper out into shapes and see mm-hmm. if that's like sparking anything. So I just um you know I definitely come I have creative blocks. I have times where I'm bored with what I'm making and it doesn't excite me I'm like okay i have been making the same person with the eye you know I'm like okay I like I've done that like what else am I doing um and I, I want to always be excited by what I'm making um but yeah in general I will also go to like a show or um spend time on I don't know Pinterest or something like that <laughs> and that might help stir, stir things up a little bit.
0: Do you have a schedule or you just go to the studio and you feel like it? If like, if you don't have a project or anything, you just, you know, what is your schedule like?
1: Well, I've been trying to be better about my schedule. I've kind of, um, found that m- Mondays are kind of like my admin work days. I try to kind of like You know, it's like the time of the week around, I I feel like, I guess, first of all, I'm trying to take weekends off of work, which is kind of a new thing. I feel like I'm such a workaholic that I'm just like, every day is a work day. But now I'm like, no, I'm just, I think with the pandemic things slow down, I like down shifted fears a little bit. So my weekends are my time. Sundays are studio days Mm. where I'm just like, you know, I pulled in a million different directions, but I'm like, no studio day, Sunday. Um, and I like more and more, I want it to be like analog studio day. So I'm not like looking at my iPad and not like kind of doing digital stuff, but I'm just playing with crayons and paint and stuff like that. So then I feel really replenished after that time. So that I'm like, all right, Monday, I'm kind of like, okay, I can get back on my computer, answer emails and do stuff like that. And it feels really good to just get a lot of that checked off my list So that, um, Tuesdays have become days that I'm I'm here in Atlantic because I'm still doing my residency there Mm. and that's been great. Um, and then the rest of the week's kind of been there, (laughs) but in general, I like to kind of be home in the mornings doing admin stuff and then ideally get to the studio, like in the afternoon and then kind of work through the evening doing, doing this and that in the studio, but basically as much time as I, as I can.
0: Yeah. I love that. So I had just have a few questions left for you. Um, cool. One of them is how important do you think social media is for you as an artist, especially, especially during this time when we're not really interacting with others as much,
1: you know, Instagram has been really great for me. Um, I think I, I think I got onto Instagram at a good time, which is kind of a long time ago, probably yikes, like, Five years ago, at this point, um, so the algorithm was really helpful. I got a lot of people following me, um, and it's just been great. You mm-hmm. know, I have a good platform. I sell work through Instagram. I get jobs. There's, you know, people that I don't even know that reach out to me for this and that. Um, not on Facebook so much, um, but nowadays I'm, I'm kind of backing away from Instagram a little bit I feel less happy being on there um I don't really it is not serving me I'm kind of scrolling endlessly and I kind of hate that I don't have a ton of self-control um so I'm trying to shift away from Instagram I'm taking more and more time off of it and hoping to kind of build up more of like an email newsletter situation Mm. although you know I don't really know what I'm doing there, but I'm trying to, trying to facilitate that. So I think that social media is, it kind of depends what your intention is. You know, if it's really about, um, it's really hard if you're just joining Instagram right now, like the algorithm is not in your favor. It's much more (laughs) of a pay to play. Like it's really tough. So, you know, if your intention is to like get a ton of followers, like that is hard. Um, if it's just kind of a place where, you know, kind of like an easy portfolio for people to check your stuff out, you know, I think it's really helpful to have to have an Instagram. Um what I do tell, you know, young or emerging artists is that I, I do find it helpful to kind of keep keep your feed sort of streamlined to your art. Um and think about what you like to look at. Like if Mm -hmm. I follow someone and I I really like their art, but I don't really maybe know or or their persona as like a brand isn't so much a part of their work, but then they kind of post a bunch about like their cat or like what they had for dinner, then I'm like less interested and might unfollow. But, um, you know, so kind of keep it consistent, I would say, because people that follow you generally like that. And I think if you're like, well, what do people like? And be like, well, what do you like? You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. No, it
0: does. That was a really great okay. answer. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> okay, so my
0: last question is, what message do you try to share through your work? What are you trying to say?
1: Yes, Oof, that's so good. I'm always kind of working on that. I um. ultimately... I think that art is a very, very powerful tool to connect with each other and to connect with yourself. I think it's a very powerful tool to heal each other and heal yourself. And I think it's also a very wonderful medium in which to imagine new futures and like imagine, you know, and illustrate and you know create songs about or dances about like a future that we can't even that a lot of people can't vision you know mm. i think that's i get very inspired by the role artists play in in literally illustrating and visioning something different than what we have right now so i hope that my art you know on possibly a surface level is vibrant and playful and brings like just a feeling of joy because i really think we need that right now
0: yes <laughs> um, we do
1: <laughs> yes and then i think a little deeper than that i hope that it um it kind of serves as a way to to shine light on on kind of the the power of art to really you know, tell stories about us and, um, and find those points of connection between all of us that we, that we really all have. And, um, and ultimately as a way that we can heal, because I think there's a lot of healing that needs to happen. Yes, yes, yes.
0: (laughs) So before we officially conclude, do you mind if we play a very quick game? It's called this or that? Yes. Love it. Okay. So after you provide your answer, you'd have to kind of say why you chose that person or that thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Georgia O'Keefe or Judy Chicago?
1: Judy Chicago. Why? Wait, wait. Is Judy Chicago? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Judy Chicago. She did the dinner table. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, man. Judy Chicago is awesome. Um, and she just had a show. About a year ago, maybe a little more, at the National Museum of Women in the Arts that I checked out, and um, you know I love Georgia O'Keeffe's work. Like I love, like I think I would rather have a Georgia O'Keeffe in my house. Mm -hmm. But Judy Chicago's, um, I'm I'm really about what she's all about. You know, I think she's badass. I think that you know her her dinner table piece was visionary for the time yeah and i i mean i think that that is a seminal piece of kind of feminist work and her show recently was very dark and difficult especially the room with all the kind of dead animals mm. um you know about climate change but you know i think she's just somebody that really goes there and isn't afraid of who she is what she's about and really making that loud and proud in her work and I really respect that and I'm inspired by it
0: I love that um Nick Cave or Kehinde Wiley who, who
1: was the first person Nick Cave Ooh. um which one is Nick Cave again Nick, Nick Cave's like the the the
0: very colorful and beautiful costumes and then he usually does like <gasps> performances. oh yes yes of
1: course Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. I'm just reflecting on a, a show that I saw of his work that was like jaw-droppingly incredible. Um, that being said, I really love. Um, I mean, I really love Cindy Wiley's work, and I think that I just, on an aesthetic level, think that they're brilliant. And I also am a portrait artist and mm-hmm. I really am drawn to his portrait work. And um, I, I never tire of painting faces and I have always loved and painted people. And I definitely would choose Candy Wiley for that reason.
0: Markers or crayons?
1: Ah, <gasps> oh, that's tough. That is tough. You know what? I would go markers. I would go markers, even though I've been using kind of some oil crayons lately, it's a very new thing because I generally would kind of shy away from and couldn't really stand the like that you could never have a sharp point. Yeah. I was always very frustrated (laughs) by that. Um, Whereas markers, I mean, I love markers and I I have like a million markers. So I think, uh, yeah, markers.
0: (laughs) Sci-fi or drama?
1: (gasps) that is hard. Uh, I don't really love either, to be honest with you. Um, I guess sci-fi, I mean, drama, it's so funny. I feel like during the pandemic, I've just wanted to watch like documentaries or like very funny things, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I like drama can be too intense, you know? Um, but I like like, drama comedies is there a word for that dramatic comedies or something I think so it's I something kind of like, I forget yeah yeah so I really like movies where there's like kind of there's serious things happening but there's moments of brevity yeah for <laughs> levity <laughs> um and sci-fi I like sometimes but I think that yeah maybe I'll maybe, I, even though I said uh <laughs> even though I said sci-fi I'm gonna land on drama in the end. <laughs>
0: Well, Rose, thank you so much for speaking with me today. It's been such a wonderful interview, and I'm so happy that you came to the show.
1: This has been so great. (laughs) Thank you. What what a lovely, I'm so glad you're doing this. I think it's wonderful. And thank thank you. you so, so much for having me. Yes.
0: I hope after all this is done, or, you know, there's some sort of close to being normal again i would
1: love to come visit you and (laughs) just you know i would i would love that i would love that and one last thing is that i am having a solo show that opens april 16th awesome Um, it's called natural connections and it's going to be at pyramid atlantic and I'll, i'll post about it and send I'll send an email about it, but it's going to be great, and I hope that you can come check it out.
0: Yes, I'd love to. And that reminded me, please share your um, all of your social medias and ways that people can learn about you and check out your work.
1: Okay, awesome. Um, so I'm at rose underscore inks on on the Instagram and just rosejaffy.com And you can check out my online shop and all the other good things uh, through my website.
0: Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're the best. Thank you so much.
1: What's up, beautiful people? Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Creative Habits Podcast. Here is your quote of the day. Every child is an artist. The problem is how to remain an artist once we grow up pablo picasso don't forget to like share subscribe and comment peace people have a good one